0: Welcome to another great podcast session. I'm Satavisa. With the digital revolution, data science and artificial intelligence have become an important part of our lives and society as a whole. In addition, the quickly emerging technologies for processing large scale data and machine learning is creating a wealth of opportunities where automated decision making is becoming a reality. Today, we have with us Mih- Mihir Kutkitur co-founder and chief commercial officer of UGAM. Hello, Mihir. Welcome to Analytics Insight.
1: Hi, Satri, sir. It's it's great to be on this show and uh, a very warm new year to all of the listeners.
0: Yes, happy new year to you too. I want to ask you that what is the importance of AI and data science accessibility in today's world?
1: I think that's a that's a great question, and um, as your uh, publication analytics insight has been, um, you know, playing a very instrumental role in educating uh, everyone on AI. I think if you look at it very simply, um, in today's context, AI is really a transformational capability that transforms not only companies but also you know individuals' lives. And it's not that this is something that's um, uh, something that's a year old or two year old. It goes back to the 1950s when the the start of or the birth of AI really happened. It's just that over the last four or five years, we have uh, tremendous acceleration on the the growth of data, the types of cloud technologies, the adoption and the use cases that have um, you know, given it this sort of new life, or uh, should I say, um, understanding of AI as a transformative capability. So we are seeing this applied you know, across organizations, across functions. Uh, today, uh, you know, there, there probably are so many instances of this that you and me use, right, right from um, when we shop online, or when we listen to a song, or when we watch a streaming media to the ad we are served, um, or the voice assistance that we use, all great applications of AI, that is clearly transformative in helping us do things, whether organizations or people like never before.
0: Great, that's great to hear. Now, uh, I would like you to tell me uh, about the company Ugam, and how it is unique from others, from its competitors.
1: Yeah, so Ugam is a <clears throat> is a leading analytics and technology services company. Uh, you know, we started way back in uh, 2000, so we are close to 22 years old, um, and we've seen we've seen all the waves of, should I say, right from small data to big data to now machine learning and AI. Uh, so uh, that said, in 2019, we became part of uh, Merkel, which is uh, a leading global customer experience management firm, which is part of Densu, which is one of the top five uh, marketing services companies. So in some sense, if you look at it, we have um, tremendous uh, heritage, and we are born data and have seen various ways. So in terms of how we are different from uh, some of our competitors, uh, first and foremost, I would say is that we are very obsessed about trying to understand uh, the customer problem. Uh, there's no no value in doing AI, ML or analytics for the sake of doing it. right? So our folks are very, very interested And work with senior stakeholders across various functions and verticals to understand what is the problem that you're trying to solve. So that I think is is pretty unique. It's just not throwing mathematicians or programmers to a problem. The second piece is then being able to bring together multidisciplinary team members. It is very difficult to find one person who is say consultative, great at problem solving, great at communication and stakeholder management, very good at advanced modeling, very good at DevOps and technology and so on and so forth. But what is unique to us is that we are able to, and we've been doing this for a while, we've been able to bring together multidisciplinary teams to solve that problem. And also that is not the only thing the third important differentiator for us is our underlying cognitive computing system which is called jarvis which is a, a platform of sorts which allows us to solve these problems repeatedly and at scale so it's 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 trying to give um, uh, you know the, the power of a, a cognitive system to our analysts so that they can um solve these problems much, much faster and much better. So I would uh, primarily say these three and last but not the least. And I think that's something that's very important is our culture. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that's uh, something that's very unique to us. And that probably is manifested in very high retention rates at clients. So we've not lost a single client on account of performance, we have a very high, their new predictive or prediction rate, uh, well over 95%. And we have a, 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 you know, a very, should I say, strong, committed and loyal set of uh, colleagues. So these these four, I would um, kind of call out a key differentiators or things that make us different versus our competitors.
0: Amazing. I think it will be very helpful for our listeners to learn this information. Um, now, I want to ask you that um, accessibility of AI and data science, how it is impacting over different kinds of functions that are going on in your company?
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think we are kind of probably uh, have, I'm not sure, but probably formulated this word called accessible AI. I, I, I hope there are those who have also done the same thing. Now, what's really happening is, in fact, over the last two years, uh, there's been a significant uh, um, adoption of digital uh, on account of the pandemic, right? And as a result, you see there's a lot more data, there's higher customer expectations and so on and so forth, which have, as a result, pushed organizations um, to try and make sure they are able to serve their customers better right? So this is further accelerated the use of um, AI. Now that said, I still feel that when you look at the adoption of AI, there are various types of companies fall into various buckets. So there are some who are extremely advanced. There are some who are trying to get there. There are some who want to do something, but still don't know how to. And then there are many who haven't yet started the journey. So while today, AI is really available. Okay, You could today, for example, through 10 lines of open source, be able to extract uh, specific objects out of an image. Okay, The question is then why aren't many more companies being able to truly get non-linear results out of AI? Many a times it is okay, everyone's doing AI, so the senior management is pushing people to do AI or many a times people are doing AI and getting linear results, or they are not getting the results that uh, they had in mind. So the whole idea about accessible AI that we are trying to say is that there are certain essential, I would say ingredients that companies like Ugam have uh, put together and configured that then enables us or our clients to be able to truly reap the benefits that AI can get. So that's what I mean by accessible AI. So let's let me take an example. Um, let's take um, uh, a case where I have, say, 3 million images, uh, and I need to uh, put these images onto a website, and I want to make sure the right image is in the right category for a minute. Um, so I would use what is called, let's say, classification algorithm. Um, I could use a, a conventional AI technique and do this. But what happens is, on one hand, that's one approach. So I will use a data scientist to do it. The other approach is, oh, I do this manually. It will take me forever. But the, the smarter approach, and that's what we've tried to do when you talk about accessible AI is how do you bring the subject matter expertise of the operational team? How do you bring the modeling experience of the data scientist? How do you then model this in a low code, no code environment? How do you give them the tools so that tomorrow, even a non-data scientist can create these models and validate it? How can you do this in a cloud infrastructure so that this can scale and this can be Uh, uh, should I say, smarter, let's say, transfer learning uh, system, right? So bringing these components, these three components uh, is what makes, in our uh, opinion, the kind of key essential ingredients for accessible AI. Otherwise, it just remains, uh, in many cases, not giving companies the benefit they're looking for.
0: Thank you for explaining it so well. I would like to know that what is your opinion on data privacy and how is Ugam dealing with it?
1: Yeah, I think, I think data privacy is, uh, is a very, very wide and, um, uh, should I say broad topic? Uh, it's a function of what data we are talking about. Uh, there are certain types of data which are, um, free and accessible and that does not identify with an individual. I think, uh, I think there is um, uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to harvest something like that. And of course, the whole concept of data privacy uh, varies by country to country. Certain countries, the maturity is very different from some others. Whereas for companies like UGAM, where 95% of our clients are from the US, the remaining 5% are Europe and Australia. So we have no customers in India. We are governed by... The um, the high standards that have been set by Europe, uh, the, Europe took the lead on GDPR, and then you have you know the the California uh, piece on data privacy. So I think data privacy is going to be a very fundamental, uh, uh, should I say, key that we have to safely manage because that that is the trust that the users have uh, uh, you know put in companies. And unless that is managed effectively through all these regulations, uh, we are not going to um, be able to see some of these aspects as very sustainable. So, um, you know, and Ugam adheres to all of these practices and also does play a role in trying to see how we can further this.
0: That's great. Uh, Now, please give us some examples of the challenges that the company has faced and how? What was your technique for solving them?
1: So, what are the challenges we as a company have faced? Yes. Uh, and challenges while solving AI problems is that. Or... Yes.
0: Yes, that's what I'm asking. All right.
1: Okay. Great. That's helpful. So, I think first and foremost, um, this is no. Uh, first and foremost, it's really about as I say, I always go back to this: is trying to make sure we are extremely client-centric and trying to make sure we have a very good understanding as to what is the problem we are trying to solve? And how is that uh, problem, you know, um, uh, you know, like meaningful enough to be solved, right? So one of the challenges has been and we continue to invest in that is to put together and bring um, consultative skills, you know, very good client inquiry skills to be truly able to understand what the problem is. We also uh, have uh, situations where we have to bring in necessary domain experts, right? So there are gaps there where you might uh, you might not know enough about CPG, or you might not know enough about retail, or you might have gaps in um, functional. Uh, knowledge like pricing or marketing or supply chain, right? So these are the types of challenges we would have when it comes to trying to unearth what is the problem and trying to uh, figure out what's the best uh, client centric solution. The the other set. So having understood the problem, well, I think everyone faces the challenges of getting the right data while there is tremendous amount of data. Uh, The quality of data in many cases is suspect, the data is in silos, and that's where we constantly invested in trying to put together the expertise to make sure that we can synthesize this data. I think we might be among the very few companies that is able to aggregate and amalgamate and blend and synthesize open data that is freely available, democratic data with uh, client transactional data and survey data. So, and, it, and, it's, and it's been a journey, right? It's been several years of constantly tinkering, investing, uh, failing and in learning to be able to then know how do you kind of put this data together at this scale? How do you then uh, toolify as applicable um, some of the repeatable elements of these algorithms? And how do we then uh, you know, bring this to life into our client environments so that we are plugging it into real decision-making so that we are actually seeing clients get value out of this. Now, while all of this happens, one important uh, thing which is very uh, useful is to make sure that you have a great learning environment. So you're learning from this. So in fact, for the last... Uh, four years every thursday we have something called as a learning thursday in the company where uh, one or two um, should i say uh, projects or practices are shared saying that this is what i learned so that the whole uh, company can benefit right because at the end of the day you're trying to bring three things together in some sense to simplify it in form of a, a metaphor would be you know the the heart the mind and the soul, right? So the heart is the, the multidisciplinary uh, team members, right? The, uh, the hard and the soft skills of uh, hard skills of, you know, modeling and programming and soft skills of consulting and problem solving stakeholder management. So that's the heart, you know, the mind is the, the kind of infrastructure that we have to put together, which is cloud enabled, which is supported by our own cognitive computing system like Jarvis. And the soul is really the culture, right? Allowing people to experiment, learning from those experimentations, and making sure that um, you know it is uh, it is a learning over time. So I think a lot of companies will face these challenges. These are some of the challenges we faced, and uh, I think uh, with them we've grown, uh, we've gone, we've gone stronger, and been able to uh, add value to our customers.
0: That's great. I hope in future you your company will further improve on this matter. And um, please tell me that what is your advice for other businesses who wants to expand the AI and data science capabilities within their teams?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a a great question. So I think first and foremost, uh, depends on the company and the industry. I think while today there is tremendous amount of compulsion or pressure that you need to do AI. <laughs> um, I have lots of friends in other industries where they have senior management saying that, you know, we need to do something in AI. So I think uh, if, if a company is at that, at that, um, should I say maturity, the first step really is to um, not be under any sort of panic that you're going to miss any bus here. Uh, I think companies should probably begin by investing in trying to better understand what is, the, what is AI all about? What are the possibilities? What are other companies doing? And then really try to um, list some possible ideas where they think that AI could uh, help them uh, improve their business. In fact, There are lots of opportunities, especially in automation, service automation, um, in areas like pricing, in marketing, which companies could look for very specific problems. Uh, Put together some sort of proof of concepts or pilots, either work with in-house teams or external teams. Try this out, maybe go through some iterations of learning share those iterations with others before then broad basing what else they could do with ai so i think it would it would my suggestion is always going to be um, a, a crawl walk run um, and do what is relevant to you and don't get overwhelmed by the the hype that you may read outside in in mainstream media
0: amazing and lastly I want to know what is your future plan for Ugam. What are the interviews that you are planning to do next?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Thank you for asking that. So, um, so, in fact, we've been uh, we've been seeing tremendous amount of growth. Uh, if you look at Ugam's growth since inception, it's been over you know forty percent kicker. But since twenty nineteen, our acceleration is just just really been going through the roof uh, in, in 2019 i think we were close to about uh, 1800 to 2000 people right now as things stand we are close to 4000 people so over the last two years we've almost uh, doubled our people count so we might be amongst the probably top two top three uh, pure play analytics companies out of india serving the world so at close to 4000 people the next next two years plans look extremely uh, uh, should I say compelling, we are going to be likely to be in the 8,000 plus uh, people count. So clearly a lot of growth. In fact, uh, last month, we we went and uh, made over a thousand offers at uh, engineering campuses and the type. So um, we are seeing tremendous amount of growth. And this growth is going to be coming across um, uh, I would still say primarily North America and Europe, we still are very focused on those markets uh, and it will be coming across a, a whole host of additional verticals. So, we, so we, we serve several verticals like retail, CPG, financial services, high-tech, uh, manufacturers, distributors, research and consulting firms. We will be looking at adding, you know, some more verticals to that. So that will be another dimension. And of course, um, Um, to drive more actionability, uh, we are seeing a growth in areas like decisioning, data engineering, uh, implementing uh, all of these systems through the likes of uh, GCP, AWS, Salesforce, Adobe, so that the client is able to get this whole um, end-to-end, should I say, offering that can help them make the data transformation or the business transformation they're looking for. So across, in, in a nutshell, across several dimensions, uh, continue to double down on the geographies, across verticals and across our offerings.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mihir. And it's been a pleasure to talking to you. And I hope that in future, Ugam is going to skyrocket its
1: performances further yeah thank you so much Satvisa and uh, you know once again uh, it's really commendable what analytics insight has been doing in this you know growing space and uh, uh, a sincere thank you to all of uh, the listeners of the podcast